If you're not used to this already and you haven't done um, a lot of extended travel, um, one of the big hallmarks of both long-term um, backpackers, long-term travelers, and digital nomads is solo travel. And this this is um, this is quite scary for a lot of people. Um, it's not something they've done much of, or they're worried they'll get lonely. And this this I think puts a lot of people off considering or trying to be a digital nomad. But there is a reason, or well, there's several reasons why um, digital nomads, long-term digital nomads, long-term backpackers and global travelers, there's a reason why they travel alone, because it's amazing. Um, I've spoken to hundreds of people around the world about this. Everyone loves traveling alone. I think I only met one girl that said she didn't like it out of hundreds of people. Um, and the reason is the freedom solo travel gives you is immense. And that's contrasted with um, the constant compromise of traveling with someone else. That's not to say I never travel with people. I do travel with people quite frequently or meet people in a certain city for a few days or a week or two or meet people on the road. And then we both go into the same city and then we're like, OK, let's go to that city together. And then the next week they might they might be going to one country. I'm going to another country. And it's, it's great. It's It's loose. But um, if you're committed to traveling around the world with one person for a year or even a month, firstly, there's very few combinations of people that can travel for that long together without resenting each other, having arguments or not even having argu arguments. Just the, the constant compromise of traveling with someone else makes traveling with someone else for a long period of time extremely difficult. It is much, much like being married. Um, and even even doing this with your spouse could be difficult or long-term um, partner could be difficult because uh, travel, unless you're just com you know completely used to travel and all its difficulties and kind of enjoy it, extended global travel presents all sorts of difficulties for people that you just don't get at home. You know, foreign languages, bookings going wrong, flights being delayed, accommodation being delayed. Um, not understanding things that go wrong in foreign languages. There's there's tons of stuff that, I mean, I, I really enjoy that stuff, but then I'm very used to it. But that can that can stress out a lot of people. Um, if, if, because they may want to deal with it in different ways, or they may uh, have uh, different priorities in their trip. So you, you might want to see all the museums, they might not want to see any, you might want to go to certain cities, they want to go to others. And the constant compromise just makes people resent each other and then that fuels the arguments. So there's that side of the difficulty of traveling with someone. The other side is just the practicality of it. To, to have someone else who can go on the dates you can go is just difficult. And you may do it for one trip, but the chances of finding someone for every trip you want to do that has the same schedule as you and, want, and it is available and can, has the money that you have, uh, where you have a, um, a budget, alignment like that this 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 is all just logistically difficult so when you combine the stress and uh, difficulties and compromise of traveling with someone when the logistical differences with the logistical differences of um, managing to do it at the same time with the same budget it becomes almost impossible to have an, an extended solo travel partner maybe if you're a couple and you both quit your job and you're on exactly the same life page that can work i've met very few digital nomad couples though really and when i do one it's one person who's really the nomad and the other person is kind of 
sacrificed their life a bit to do it. They've left their home country and now they're teaching English or doing some job they, they don't necessarily want to be doing in order to accommodate the other person in the couple. So this is why um, solo travel is extremely common for digital nomads and extended backpackers, extended global travelers. And why it's good, because the freedom of knowing, okay, I don't know where I'm going to be at all in the next year. And I can wake up tomorrow. And if I just want to go to Mexico City or Bangkok or Moscow, or well, maybe not Moscow, because you might need a visa, um, but you could arrange that or South Africa, or wherever you want to go, just just knowing you can wake up and do that whenever you want, without having to check with someone else who might be like, mm, not sure about that, oh, I'd rather go... The complete freedom to do what you want, exactly when you want. Um, I, I've never really had that in any way other than um, long-term, open-ended global travel. There's an extremely cheesy quote from the film Shawshank Redemption, which I think sums this up perfectly. I'm going to do a stupid voice because this is so cheesy, but bear with me. I find I'm so excited. Actually, it was Morgan Freeman, wasn't it? Um, should I try and do Morgan Freeman? Probably not. I'll do a silly voice anyway. I find I'm so excited. I can barely sit still or hold a thought in my head. I think it's the excitement only a free man can feel. A free man at the start of a long journey whose conclusion is uncertain. And yes, that's just unbelievably cheesy, but it's 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 so true. Um, just yeah, just just having that complete freedom to go where you want, knowing you might be in a different continent in a few days, talking to some really interesting people or doing crazy stuff. It's it's great, and you can only really get that with solo travel. Some people manage to make it work. Um, but even finding a travel partner for a few weeks without having big compromises or problems is difficult, let alone longer than that. Some people seem to kind of manage a few weeks, make a few weeks work, but there's probably compromises there they don't even know about. You're staying in your comfort zone a lot. Um, so, yeah, solo travel, if, you, if, you know, if you've never done it, just, just do it. You could, if you're in Europe, you could just book a flight somewhere cheap and easy with lots of flights. Um, if you're saving money, somewhere in Eastern Europe would be cheaper, or Central Europe, like Prague, um, Poland, um, Greece, the Balkans. There's so many options of cheap places. Go for a few days, stay in a hostel, make sure you stay in a hostel. Hostels make such a difference because you can meet people so easily. They're set up to meet people. Go to hostelworld.com or hostelbookers or other hostel sites. Book a dorm room or book a dorm bed in a hostel. Go for a few nights, take less stuff than you think you need and see how you get on. Hang out in the common areas, um, in the kitchen or the bar, whatever. You, you, you'll meet people. Also, the ways to meet people while you're traveling. Most big cities have a couch surfing meetup. So this has nothing to do with staying at someone's um, apartment necessarily. But you can just go to a couch surfing meetup. In most major cities, they usually have them once a week. Go to couchsurfing.com, look under events, look under the city you're going to. Um, you can meet people in that meetup. And it, it, that will be a combination of travelers, expats and locals. Um, so that's just a great place to meet people when you travel. Um, but hostels are a good hostel. Sort them on rating or sort them on price and then look at a higher rating above, say, eight. That will almost always give you 
a really great hostel to stay in. And they'll say whether they're sociable or whether you want somewhere quiet, um, where you can sleep, whatever. That they'll show you all the options there. So just just a, a sample trip. Just just book a cheap flight, um, somewhere cheap, but that's interesting. Stay for a few days, come home, see how you get on. Maybe you won't like the dorm life. If you don't, you can stay in a private room, but that, that's going to cost a lot more money. I think it, if you think, oh, I can't do dorms, try and get out of your comfort zone. You know, try and be a bit more stoic. Um, I think it was Marcus Aurelius, one of the founders of the Stoic movement, the Roman emperor, who used to live as a, a peasant, like one or two days a month, just so he was, and I'm not saying you're a peasant if you stay in a hostel dorm, but just, just he he would intentionally make himself rough it a bit. And I think that's, that, that's a positive um, thing for anyone to do. Just get out of your comfort zone. Stay in a dorm. It's really not that bad. You'll be fine. Get some... Um, Get an eye mask and some silicone earplugs if you're easily woken up in the night. But I, I rarely need those when I stay in hostel dorms. It's it's not as bad as you think. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And if, if you can stay in hostel dorms, you can travel the world on an absolute shoestring. Have an amazing time and it will be fine. The, the, this, is, this is one of the keys to it unless you have access to a lot of money. And even if you do have access to a lot of money, you're going to be able to save more if you're fine staying in, in um, hostel dorms. And you don't have to stay in them every night. You can have a private room, especially if you have work to do. You can check into a private room in the hostel and then come back to the dorm later, whatever. But give it a go. Be inventive um, in whatever ways you can. Be a bit radical in terms of cost saving in whatever ways you can. Maybe for you that's not staying in a dorm, but I think that's, that's a great place to start. That, that's possibly the cornerstone of travel if you want to do it very cheaply. But just think outside the box do do try travel do it the way that works for you try and save money where you can um and just do an experiment if you think you can't do this just try it you'll be fine it'll be so much more fun than waking up going to a job you hate in a cubicle or whatever um or just working from home which can be difficult or uninteresting for some people um you might as well do that stuff overseas if you can. That, that's the whole point of being a digital nomad. So just yeah, just give it a go. Digital Nomad on Fire. Tap subscribe in your podcast app to get every episode. Please review the podcast on iTunes. It really helps. Go to digitalnomadonfire.com for more info. Thanks.